0: welcome back to another episode of the blessing Bossed up podcast this episode is another video episode last week I recorded video but what had happened was I ain't have time to edit it <laughs> so last week's episode will be available in video format soon um, and this one is video as well make sure if you're not subscribe to my YouTube channel to subscribe there. And also here in the podcast, make sure you're subscribed. Uh, Rate the show. Let me know what you think of the show. Let others know if they should listen to the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. Let's get into it. Last week, I talked to you guys about a revelation that I had because I had been feeling off. And it was really just a time where I just wanted to check in, let y'all know how I was feeling and how God gathered me. So go back and listen to that episode. But a quick recap is I was feeling just weighed down. Right. God has blessed me with a lot of things that I'm working on in this season and just a lot of exciting things. But the more you do or, or the bigger the blessing, it always comes with responsibility. You know what I mean? And its own set of things. And I was really getting weighed down by the responsibility that was going into the blessings to the point where I wasn't enjoying them and and just really felt like I was losing my joy. You know what I mean? And so God had revealed to me that my issue was that I was operating from a place of responsibility and not a place of rest. And I thought that to be really interesting because the responsibility part, of course, came from a good place because I want to do right by God and the things that he's blessed me with. I want to do right by these resources, by the people, by the influence, all of that. My heart is in the right place, but I was losing sense of the rest aspect. So I told y'all last week that I was going to do spend my time with God and figure out what is the solution, not just for me, but for y'all as well. I got some DMs and some messages about people who really understood where I was coming from. So I got I got the solution. So this episode, I'm going to give y'all what God gave me. We're going to spend a lot of time in the Word because that's where we got to go. So let's get to it. This, episode, this morning, I went to my prayer room. And I was like, okay, God, what's the solution? He began to elaborate a little more and show me that this imbalance of rest versus responsibility, it starts with which one you see is more important. Responsibility feeds my desire. So for those of you guys who relate, responsibility can feed our desire to do, to go, to work, to hustle, to grind, to be in control. But rest is scarier and we're more resistant to it because it means that we have to slow down We have to trust and we have to let God establish our plans. And this goes back to that battle I always tell you guys and just this characteristic of my flesh to where my flesh wants to work and grind and hustle and be in control and make things happen. But as I'm doing life and business God's way, I have to constantly keep that in check. And every now and then it pops back up, just like here where I'm more susceptible to the responsibility aspect of what God has me doing because that fuels my desire to work and make things happen. But God wants me to operate in a space of rest to where I'm trusting him to establish my plans. And so the reason why my inner hustler had to, was coming up again is because the stakes are higher now, right? Trusting God when you have no employees is easier than trusting God when people's livelihood and their ability to go get checkups and go to the doctor is contingent upon what you produce. The stakes are higher. Trusting God with building an online business is easier when the, the risk is lower than trusting God with an actual store where you got to pay the mortgage or lease, however you you have it set up. But in my case it's different when I have to pay a mortgage. And that mortgage company don't care what I'm believing in God for. They want their money. The stakes are higher now. So my willingness to rest is I'm a lot more resistant to it. If I'm being honest, because I want to work and make things happen. But God had to reel me back in and be like, look, we're playing on new levels. You've gone to another level of glory. You've gone to another level in your business and in your life. And it's going to require you to trust me even more. So as I'm learning to trust God at a higher level i'm just so grateful for the way that he pulled me together and really showed me how i was getting it wrong and so as i was praying this morning about the solution i'm like okay god how how can i what are what is the practical solution for me to that i can apply on a day to day to keep myself in check and so god told me that the how first lies in abiding abiding is defined as to remain to stay, and to remain fixed. So attached to, right? And of course, this made me go into John 15, and I'm going to read it. For those of you guys who are watching on YouTube, I'm going to read it out my study Bible. And I suggest any of you guys listening to get a study Bible. We have to understand the word of God. We have to comprehend it. We did a poll within the society the other day because we're in the middle of our time with God challenge, just really seeing who was struggling with reading the word and understanding the word. And 80 percent of people were never taught to how to study the word of God. And that really broke all of our hearts because we cannot live this life without knowing the word of God. God and his word are one. We cannot be biblically illiterate at all and not understanding translations or not knowing how to read it. That's not an excuse at all. It may be a hindrance or a roadblock that you're experiencing, but if it is, you have to identify it so that you can overcome it. And a great way to do that is to get you a good study Bible that really breaks things down. And so I'm going to read you guys John 15 and then also read to you what the study Bible um, explanation is, because I can't say it better than how they're saying it. John 15, this is where Jesus is speaking and he's teaching about the vine and the branches. 15 verse one says, I am the true grapevine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so that they will prune so that they will produce even more. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me or abide in me and I will abide slash remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me, and I in them, will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, he's repeating this for a reason. You may ask anything that you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my father. I'm going to stop right there. So in John, Jesus is explaining the importance of abiding in him and he in us. Because without it, we're not producing anything. Apart, apart from him, we can do nothing. So as I'm reading this in my study time, God wanted me to specify abiding in him means abide in his word and in his presence. In his word, the word of God, the Bible, and in his presence. So actively spending that uh, one-on-one quality time with him. What really snatched my edges, I had to send this voice memo in a group chat. Because I was bald-headed after reading this. God says, I need you to also specify that I'm not talking about my environment. I said, abide in me, meaning in my word and in my presence. Some people think that because they're in my environment, that they're abiding in me. No, a branch in the field without being attached to a vine is still dead. The last part smacked me in the face, y'all, but it's so true because we think that going to church is enough and going into these faith-based settings is enough, but, and that stuff is important. Community is important and we're going to get to that, but abiding in him and him and you mean you're attached to him. There's no middle person between the, the branch and the vine. There's nothing holding the two together. It's fixed to it. And whenever it's severed, it's dead, not producing anything. Because just like the scripture said, apart from him, we can do nothing. And so for many of us, we keep focusing on the fruit. Uh, and, and I get frustrated with this a lot of times because I operate in this faith and business space where a lot of people, we have the conversation talking about doing business God's way and things like that I feel that a lot of a lot of people harp too much on God's hand and not truly abiding in him because you can't get the fruit without being without abiding in him you bear much fruit because of him he establishes our plans otherwise we just out here doing stuff and that's not that's not the way that we go about living this life and building these businesses we have to be fixed and remain that way in God. And we do that by being in his word and being in his presence. So this snatched my edges for real because being in the environment is not good enough. You can go to church Monday through Sunday, but you will not bear much fruit if you are not abiding in him. Now, let me go back to my study Bible for a second. So I read you guys... John 15. I read up into verse eight. Here's how the study Bible breaks it down. It says Christ is the vine and God is the gardener who cares for the branches to make them fruitful. The branches are all those who claim to be followers of Christ. The fruitful branches are true believers who live by their living union with Christ, produce much fruit. But those who become unproductive, those who turn back from following Christ after making a superficial commitment, will be separated from the vine. Unproductive followers are as good as dead and will be cut off and tossed aside. Jesus makes a distinction between two kinds of pruning. So one, cutting off, and two, cutting back branches. Fruitful branches are cut back to promote growth. In other words, God must sometimes discipline us to strengthen our character and our faith. But branches that don't bear fruit are cut off at the trunk, not only because they are worthless, but also because they often infect the rest of the tree. People who don't bear fruit for God or who try to block their efforts of God's followers will be cut off from his life-giving power. And I love this because the second way Um, that Jesus described pruning, which is cutting back branches. This is where we are now. This is where I am, where I'm bearing much fruit. But God had to pull back some of my branches and prune me through this process. And everything that I explained um, up until this point and on last week's episode, this is him actively pruning me so that I can bear even more fruit. So for some of you guys, God is pruning you. But the way that you find the solution, because what I'm explaining to you now, this is God giving me wisdom on how I need to operate in this new level of my life. So my frustration and all of that that I explained to you, I was feeling those feelings are real and I acknowledge them. But now I need to make sure that I'm abiding in him so that he can give me wisdom so that he can prune me and build my character and show me how I need to be showing up every day so that I can bear much fruit. And the study Bible goes on to elaborate that fruit is not limited to soul winning. In this chapter, answered prayer, joy, and love are all mentioned as fruit. So remember, I said in the last episode, one thing I felt like I was missing was my joy. And ever since God gathered me together, so from last week, because I record these in real time, from last week to this week, I've genuinely felt like he's given me a lot of my joy back. And it simply just came from me in his presence and in his word. And through that, he revealed to me where I was getting things wrong. And he pulled my branches back. So I'm able to bear even more fruit. Now, the study Bible goes on to say remaining in Christ means one, believing that he's God's son. So this is literally a checklist. That's why I'm reading it, because it's giving you practical. This is a checklist to how you know that if you're abiding in God or not. One, believing that he is God's son, Christ. Two, receiving him as savior and Lord. Three, doing what God says. Obedience, y'all. This is where a lot of us ain't abiding at. is doing what it is that he says. Four, continuing to believe the good news. And five, relating in love to the community of believers. This is how the study Bible breaks it down. And again, what God told me in prayer was in addition to this, abiding in him is being in his presence and in his word. Many people try to be good, honest people who do what's right. But Jesus says that the only way to live a truly good life is to stay close to him like a branch attached to the vine. Apart from Christ, our efforts are unfruitful. Are you receiving the nourishment and life offered by Christ the vine? If not, you are missing a special gift that he has for you. When a vine produces much fruit, God is glorified for daily. He sent the sunshine and rain to make the crops grow. And constantly he nurtured each tiny plant and prepared it to blossom. The farming analogy shows that God is glorified when people come into right relationship with him and begin to produce more fruit in their lives. And one more quick nugget on joy before I go into the next thing God showed me. I love, and I highlighted this in my study Bible, it says that when things are going well, we feel elated. When hardship comes, we sink into depression. But true joy transcends the rolling waves of circumstance. Joy comes from a consistent relationship with Jesus Christ. When our lives are intertwined with his, he will help us walk through adversity without sinking into debilitating lows and manage prosperity without moving into deceptive highs. The joy of living with Jesus Christ daily will keep us level headed, no matter how high or low our circumstances. And this was big for me, which is why I highlighted it. And this was a symptom of me needing to check myself and if I was really fixed and abiding in him the way that I needed to, because my circumstances were determining if I was feeling joyful or not. But the true joy of the Lord transcends any circumstance. And it keeps you level-headed no matter where you're where you are in life, high or low. And so again, God was peeling my branches back building my character so that I could truly understand this. And this came from and comes from abiding in him, in his presence and in his word. So that's abiding. Now, the next thing he showed me that was important to move from responsibility or operating in responsibility to operating from a place of rest is community. And he showed me that What's important is having a sacrificial community of love. People who will see you, pray for you, love you, help you for no personal gain. This is the same love that's described in John 15 and 12. It says, this is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. And so the study Bible elaborates saying we are to love each other as Jesus loved us and he loved us enough to give his life for us. We may not have to die for someone, but there are other ways to practice sacrificial love, listening, helping, encouraging, giving. Think of someone in particular who needs this kind of love today and give all the love you can and then try to give a little more. So another action step for us is to be in community with this type of sacrificial love and also be a person who offers sacrificial love. And I'm grateful that I have this community. I have people who see me. So I tell you guys about my husband who sees me and sees when something is off or people who are able, who pray for me without asking what's wrong. And who are able to discern things in the spirit and call me and say, hey, we need to fast about this, or I want to pray for you about this, or give me a word that God gave them based on them praying for me. And I do the same thing, pray for people. I don't need to tell them. I Most of the time, I definitely don't even reach out because I don't need to. But just offering that sacrificial love and then also receiving it is a way that we can operate from a place of rest, because what happens is... The weight is lifted off of our shoulders because and that responsibility becomes lighter because we're not by ourselves. We know we we know that we have people that we can count on, and we know that we can be a person that other others can count on. And it's us having this sacrificial love for each other that makes going about the responsibilities of life and business, it makes it so much easier. And we can all rest and abide in God together. And give each other wisdom and wise counsel as iron sharpens iron, all of this is biblical. All of these things are going to make operating and rest a lot easier. And the last piece of this God showed me was worship. And worship is defined as a verb to regard with great extravagant respect, honor, or devotion. If we look at the Psalms of David, because again, we always got to go into the word. David wrote a lot of those Psalms in his lowest moments. And worship is not just done by song or singing. And this is why I read the definition, but any way that you can regard and honor God and devote yourself to him and respect him highly, that's worship. And that worship makes that responsibility so small. This is why I tell you things like keeping God's track record. Because by you worshiping him, by reminding yourself of how amazing he he is and you're honoring him in that way again that responsibility becomes a lot lighter trusting him with the next big thing becomes a lot easier because you see everything he's done for you up until that point so for those of you guys who identified with me on how I was feeling last week, or any of you guys who may be feeling kind of weighed down by the responsibilities that you have in your life. The solution is a three-pronged approach with number one, being very important, abiding in him. Second piece was a community of sacrificial love. And lastly, worship to a verb, to regard with great extravagant respect, honor, and devotion. So let me know what you guys think in the YouTube comments. Again, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast, rate the podcast, subscribe to the YouTube channel. This was good to me. And I hope it was good to y'all. And that's it for this week's episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. I love you guys. And I'll talk to you next.